Welcome to the Life with Five podcast, where we get real about marriage and parenting. Our heart is to help you discover hope and healing by infusing faith into your family. Here are your hosts, Ray and Carol Hintz. Hey there, welcome to the Life with Five podcast. We are so happy to have you with us today. We're going to be talking about words in an episode that we're calling Words Create Worlds. And you might have heard the phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will (laughs) never hurt me. (laughs) But unfortunately, that's just not true for most people. In today's episode, we're going to dive into why words are so important, why they matter to God, and why they should matter to us if we want to have healthy marriages and families. Yeah, it's really true. And I am a wordsy person, so I get pretty passionate Mm -hmm. about this one. But words do matter to God a lot. In fact, if you go back all the way to the first book of the Bible, Genesis, we see in Genesis 1 that it said, and God said. What did he do? He spoke the world into existence. That's what we're talking about when words create worlds. And it's so, so true. In fact, if you look at the enemy's plan to attack us, what happened with this encounter with Eve in the garden when, you know, he said, did God really say? He's attacking his word, the validity of his word. Why do you think so many people in the world today attack the Bible? And is it really true? Because they're attacking God's word. If we can discredit God's word, then we can validate whatever we want to believe. And that's what really began the war of words. Yeah. In Proverbs 18, it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And let's just think about that for a moment. Words have the power to either build up or tear apart our marriage and our family. And what words are you using today? Are they words that are giving life to the people around you? And if not, how could speaking life into your spouse, into your kids, into your marriage, how could that affect the atmosphere in your home and just the life of the people around you? Yeah, those are really important questions that we need to be evaluating. And as we talk about words creating worlds, our vision for the show is to help infuse faith into your family. In fact, if you listen, you probably hear us say that phrase. And we talk about faith. We're not just talking in the abstract. We actually build that upon what Romans 10, 17 says, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if the word is our foundation of our faith, we have to realize, though, that it also can be the formation of our faith. So we want it to be the thing that we build upon, but also builds up our life. And we believe this is key to creating a strong marriage and family. Yeah, this truth is what shapes our faith, but it also shapes our mindset, the way we think. If we believe the wrong words, if we speak the wrong words, then our faith is weakened. So how do you use your words? Well, in our marriage, my tendency is to fight by not using (laughs) words, by withholding words. And I know some people might give their spouse the silent treatment if you have an argument. And that's not really what I mean. That's not really my intention. It's more that I just don't want to engage in an argument. So I shut down and don't say anything. Yeah. uh, I tend to use words, shall we say a little bit more liberally. That (laughs) might be a a nice way of saying it. And this episode's actually really hard because I think I've used a lot of words that I wish I could take back. Um, I vividly remember years ago when we had, uh, I think three little boys at the time and Carol was staying at home with them. And I was just always had these crazy expectations. And I would 
come home and I would say the rudest things because, you know, the, the kids didn't, I didn't feel like they were entertained to the level that they should have been. Or maybe the house didn't look the way I wanted. Why is stuff not picked up? You're home all day. What are you doing? You know, food's not ready. Like I worked hard all day and then I come home and you don't even have a meat. Like, okay, I know I was a giant jerk. It was not good. And it led to a lot of problems in our marriage. Now, fast forward, because God does have a sense of humor. <laughs> yes, he does. Our two little girls uh, were born. And so I was staying at home with them for a season as a stay-at-home dad. And then I was like, oh, dear God, I <laughs> just forgive me, Lord, because I need to go apologize to Carol for everything I ever said, because it is hard. If you're out there staying home with kids, come on now. I We support you. We uh just are so proud of you because that is not an easy task at all. But those words, even years later, did mm. a lot of damage in our marriage. And thankfully, by the grace of God, we've been able to work through it, but it, it can really devastate some marriages and relationships. Yeah. The, the wrong words, whether they're coming into our lives or they're coming out of our mouths, they can be devastating. And a few traps that people fall into, first, they listen to the wrong voices. And as parents, this is one thing that we talk to our kids about a lot. Who are the voices that you're listening to? Our kids are bombarded with voices from everywhere. They're yeah. big watchers of YouTube and they have, they go to public school. So they're getting voices there and you, they're friends. We can't always control those things. And the devil, his mission is to still steal, kill and destroy. And he's a father of lies. So he's telling our kids lies about who they are and what they believe about themselves and their friends. I mean, we have teenagers, and teenagers aren't exactly known for their wise decision-making. I made Not fantastic always. decisions as a teenager. I don't know what you're talking about. And there's just times that we can't control who they're hanging out with and what they're talking about and all those types of things. In culture, they we live in a world that really speaks so often to this self-indulgent lifestyle. Do what feels satisfying to you, what feels good, mm -hmm. what you think is right. And it can be really hard to help our kids navigate those things. Yeah. And, and like Carol said, even if you can control those things a little bit more, you can't control them forever. Right. And so it, it can be really, really challenging. I think as, as a young person today, it's very hard to grow up in the world that we live in. And, you know, yeah. as pastors, we've also seen not just teenagers, but we've seen marriages and families decimated by the lies that the world tells them that you yeah. can go out and you can do, you know, you go sleep with that person or you can watch pornography or all those different things that are out there that, you know, are just seen as like, well, that's not a big deal. You're just affecting yourself, but mm -hmm. it, it tears apart marriages. And I think the other side of that is you might say, well, I'm not, I don't do those things or I can at least see the bad in those things. But sometimes the messages sound really good. Like right. I'm just going to live my own truth. That sounds yeah. great until you realize the ramifications of what <laughs> that actually looks like. And so, yeah, the voices that are out there, they influence us in such a profound way. And we have to be aware of that. Yeah. And one of the biggest voices in our lives is our own, right? And a lot of times we have negative self-talk going on. Words are a weapon and negative self-talk is when we weaponize our words against ourselves. So maybe you say things to yourself like, oh, I'm so dumb or oh, I'm such an idiot. 
or I'm never going to figure this out. My daughter says that often. (laughs) She gets frustrated when she's trying to tie her shoes or learn something new. And it might not seem like such a big deal, but the more you do it, the more those phrases impact how you think and feel and the things that you believe about yourself. Yeah. And I would say I fell into that trap. I literally would say things out loud. I would say like, I'm so dumb or I'm such an, even if I was talking to myself, right? Like you just, you're not dumb. You may just have a hard time figuring Mm -hmm. something out. Uh, It doesn't mean you'll never figure it out, you know? And so you got to realize the situation and not put an identity to your failures. Cause that's what we do. A lot of times we, we take the situation and maybe that's a struggle. And then we we become a failure. We identify with that. And that's a really easy thing for a lot of people to do. Yeah. I also think it's really important to look at the things that we tell ourselves about our spouse. I know for me, you know, there's a lot of repeated thoughts going on in my head all the time. And one phrase that I often told myself about Ray is that he just didn't care about mm. Uh, what I went through in that day, why the house was a mess. Maybe I'd already picked those toys up five times. Maybe I had a fussy baby and I just felt like he didn't care about those things. And those types of thoughts for one, weren't true. I hadn't told him what went on during my day. And we've talked a lot about not expecting your spouse to read your mind, right? So it was an unrealistic thing for me to think he's just going to know. So it wasn't true. It wasn't a kind thing to think about my husband who loves me and wants the best for me. So clearly he doesn't, it's not that he doesn't care and it's not helpful. It doesn't put me in a position to, to feel close to him or to, um, want the best for him and want the best for our marriage when I'm thinking those types of thoughts. So yeah, and, and it is important that we learned how to rewrite those thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, Carol, she asked me one day, she said, do you have like an ongoing monologue in your head? And I'm like, I'm not smart enough to have an ongoing monologue <laughs> in my head. I can barely get through the day. Like I can barely get up. But she's like, she does. And so yeah. it, you want to make sure if there's an ongoing monologue, like putting good thoughts right. and the right thoughts and godly thoughts. Yes. And so to help you in those situations. But maybe... For some of you, it's the other side. It's not necessarily what other people are saying to you or what you're saying to yourself, but it's you, the things you say to other people. You can't control your tongue. And in your anger, in your pain, in your frustration, you lash out and we just let loose on the people, honestly, that we love the most. That's the crazy thing. And, you know, maybe you're out driving and someone cuts you off and you got some choice words. Like, I'm not saying I've ever done that, but I've heard like Carol does that a lot. Like, she has a real (laughs) problem with the words she says so but uh, you know work is frustrating and we come home and so we take it out on our family we start yelling at them and we create this world this environment that God never intended for us to be in or we feel betrayed by our spouse and we go off on a verbal tirade about everything that we've you know that the other person's ever done wrong we talked about that in a another episode about not keeping a record of other people's wrongs that's so important yeah it's pretty easy to see how words if they're not used correctly can quickly tear apart our marriages and our families. And it's great to know all of these issues, but the question that we all really want to answer is how we can use our words to encourage each other and to show grace rather than to tear down, tear apart, or just 
we'll light the whole world on fire. We want to build each other up, right? Yeah, that's good. I mean, there have been moments I've wanted to light the world on fire with some of my words, but (laughs) it's not going to do any good. I promise you, it's not going to make your marriage stronger or better. It might make you feel like better in the moment, but I promise there will be moments followed after that with a lot of regret and pain. Hmm. We've seen it a lot of times. So let's talk about how do we listen to the right people and the right voices. And we do this, first of all, by getting to recognize God's truth. And the best way to recognize God's truth is reading your Bible. And I know this is not something that's very sexy, but if you want to have a stronger (laughs) marriage and family, you'll find wisdom, you'll find grace, you'll find strength, you'll find hope, you'll find life in the Bible. Listen, it is difficult, but I promise you it can happen. Yeah, the psalmist said in Psalm 1911, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So that tells us a couple of things. First, it tells us that if we know and we cherish God's word, that we're going to find strength, that we're going to find hope and healing, and we're going to find wisdom to make good decisions. But on the flip side, if we don't consistently hear God's voice, we're going to fall into sin. We'll lack patience, love, grace, and we won't be led by the truth of his word. So another key to not only just, you know, getting the right direction is not only listening to God's voice, but you want to get around the right people Mm -hmm. and the right people are the people that love you and that love God, right? So they need to love Carol said this many times, they need to not just love you, but they need to love your spouse. They want to be, you want them to be for your marriage. This isn't just like the guy out there, the buddy that you're telling and griping about your wife with, and he's just like, yeah, they just nag and they're the worst. Like you don't want to, that's not going to be a helpful like person for your marriage. You need to get around the right people. As a youth pastor, uh, I often heard Jeannie Mayo say this, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And I have ripped that off and said it so many (laughs) times, but it's true and it's powerful. Yeah, so that's why we think that being in church and being in groups of people who speak life into your marriage and your family, who have the same worldview and who want the best for you, those are the people you want to have in your life that are going to tell you the truth, even when it's hard to hear, (laughs) but they love you enough to do it. Proverbs 27, 6 says, wounds from a friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. It's that understanding and realizing that, you know, if... The people in our lives are giving us flowery compliments and just agreeing with everything we say and do. You know, that's not going to be helpful to us. It would be better if, yes, their words hurt a little bit, but we know it's coming from a place of love and a place that wants to see us move forward and be closer to each other and to Jesus. And you have to remember just how influenced you can be. I know we like to pretend as adults like we're not influenced. Our kids, (laughs) they're influenced by culture, but we aren't like... We all are, right? (laughs) So you don't want to just eliminate the wrong voices. You also want to make sure you're inserting the right voices. Mm -hmm. And I see so many people, they get rid of maybe some bad relationships, but they don't insert good relationships. Well, that's not going to move you forward. You need the right people to help you do that. Know that you cannot do this life alone. God created us for community, and we need to have a healthy community. It's really honestly, what the church is. We should be there for one another. Yes. Well, when it comes to negative self-talk, reading your Bible and having positive relationships in your life is absolutely key. But we also want to encourage you to reframe the words in your mind, because if you don't control what you think, you'll never be able to control what you do. 
A few years ago, uh, I wrote down something called a daily affirmation, and it really was to do what Carol was talking about, to reshape those thoughts in my mind, because I was saying things that just weren't true. I'm not an idiot. I'm not a failure. But when I said those things, I felt like I was. And so I said, you know what I want to do is take God's truth. God's word, and I want to insert that and speak it over my life like God was speaking it to me. And so we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm actually going to take the next couple minutes. I'm just going to read my daily declaration, and uh, we'll link a copy of it in the show notes as well in the description if you want to check it out and maybe write your own. But I just want to read it to you. It says, I am a follower of Jesus. I exist to serve and glorify him. I am a loving and considerate husband. I work to do everything possible to encourage, inspire, and protect my wife. My children belong to God and are called according to his purpose. I nurture and love them in a way that allows them to discover their unique calling. I identify future leaders. I work to build up, equip, train, and release them into ministry. I believe in people because God believes in me. I work towards cooperation, not competition. I preach the word with authority because the Holy Spirit empowers me to do so. I am not my own. Everything I have is available to God. I will strive to make the most of what I have been entrusted with. God's will is chief in my life. I am disciplined. My body, heart, and mind are better because of it. I am creative. God speaks to me so I can share his heart with others. I am a dreamer. I believe all things are possible with God. Today, I celebrate God's goodness in my life, for I am victorious because Jesus is alive and he lives in me. Christ's victory on the cross gives me hope, joy, peace, and purpose. I live to help others experience the life-changing power that only Jesus can bring. So I would read that every day and just speak it. I literally would say it out loud. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's really easy to see how those words can influence and shape your day. It redirects our focus and attention to what's true and what's important. But we have to learn to train our brain. And a great way to do that is with a daily dose of truth. The Bible says that we can take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. So you have the power through God to take control of your thoughts. And for me, when I get stuck in these thought patterns, what I like to try to do is come up with whatever is opposite of that. My most harmful self-talk is often rooted in fear and it keeps me stuck in that place. So for example, I'm not the most decisive person in the world (laughs) over little things like choosing a restaurant or whatever, Um, but big decisions too. And so I often will just say, I can't decide. And instead of telling myself, I can't decide, I would say, I am capable of making wise decisions and trust God that he's given me the wisdom and the ability to do that. Or instead of, I can't be the wife that Ray needs me to be, I would say, I am the best wife for Ray. Absolutely. (laughs) And she is. I don't know that many people, probably no one on this earth that would still be married to me. (laughs) I am hard to live with, but... When I read my Bible and I say my daily declaration, I find that I'm less likely to be upset. I'm less positioned to go off and be triggered by different situations. And if you want to take control of the words and create a better marriage and you know raise healthy kids, you have to recognize the triggers that you have as well. My trigger is anytime I'm losing control. I've talked about this before, but you know, usually it, it 
kind of centers around like schedule a lot of times or something unforeseen happens. Like I had a clear plan and then that plan kind of is a wash and things go sideways. And so I try to use words to restore order, which for me, a lot of times is I raise my voice, I yell, I try to manipulate to try and get what I need. Yeah. And for me, my trigger is if I feel like my peace is threatened Mm. and it could be my internal peace. Often it is, but it's also peace in my environment. Um, when my house has a podcasting set (laughs) in the middle of my front room, (laughs) you know, we have five kids and they tend to just leave things everywhere. If it's in their own space and I can just close their door, it doesn't bother me as much, but I like to have peace in my environment. And when I don't, I feel unsafe. And then I tend to just shut down, refuse to engage the conversation. And instead of words to create a world, I often withhold words and So I'm not using my words outwardly, but I'm creating my own world inside that's quiet and peaceful and everything's the way it's supposed to be. (laughs) That's really, really powerful if you think about that for a moment. The internal worlds that sometimes we create that aren't really reality that we run to because, you know, we create these fantasy worlds of, well, everything's fine here. Or we move to situations and we avoid the things maybe that we need to be dealing with. Um, And the more we pay attention to triggers, here's the thing. This is why it's so important. The more you can pay attention to them, the better you can recognize them. And the better you can recognize them, the more you can deal with them in real time and in a healthy manner. You know, I feel like it's almost like football. I'm a big football fan. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I hear college players talk about they go to the NFL and they're like, everything was just so much faster. And they said, it just takes time for you to begin to identify things for everything to slow down. And that's what you're doing with your triggers. So take time to breathe, maybe a moment to think, say, hey, I just need, can we just press pause here? I just need a little time to to step away and think, don't walk away in anger, but like conversationally, like go and step away. And then remember the purpose of the conversation that you are in it together. You're on the same team, like Mm -hmm. we talked about before, and you want to be able to move forward and use those words to express yourself in that way. Yeah. And if you're not sure what your triggers are, I would just recommend talking to a counselor or somebody Mm. that can help you sort that out and give you some tools to deal with them when they come. I think that's That's super helpful. Absolutely. So some tips for you. Number one, read your Bible. (laughs) Did you know that only 11% of people say they read their Bible daily? That's not a lot. (laughs) Well, 11% of Christians. Christians. Yeah, read their Bible daily. That's, yeah. So when we say like, well, I just feel this, your feelings are going to take control instead of God's truth if you don't have it deposited in you. It's just a reality. It's not a matter of if, but more just a matter of when. So that's a a great first tip. And I would just say, adding on to that, maybe have a place that you can go and read. Like Carol just sits down on the couch. She does her Bible study. I sit on the other couch and do, you know, my (laughs) reading and all that stuff. So have that place. You want to share another tip there? Yes, definitely. The next one is to pray with your spouse daily. And we've had seasons when we're really good about this and seasons where it's not as consistent, but it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be really quick. Usually when we pray together, it is just like a minute or two, but it's just an opportunity for you to share your heart for your spouse as you're praying for them and for them to do the same for you and to pray for the things that you want to see in your marriage and family so that you can be on the same page. And I found that it really creates intimacy in our relationship when we let each other into such a vulnerable space as prayer. 
Absolutely. And then another just real practical tip is write down maybe a Bible verse. Maybe you're struggling with fear. Maybe you're struggling with anger. Write down a Bible verse that speaks to that, that's going to help you to move forward from that. Put it in a place that you're going to see consistently. And, and here's the other thing. When you start reading the Bible, you might say, well, I don't, I'm not changed right away. I want, you know, I want the results right <laughs> away. It might take time to really seep into your head, down into your heart. And so yeah. let God have that time, but put it somewhere that you'll see it consistently and just maybe even read it out loud daily. Yeah. And then practice recognizing your triggers. Again, if you're not sure what those triggers are, talk to somebody, figure out where it is that so you can get some tools to help keep those things from snowballing and becoming bigger issues. Yeah, that's my biggest issue. I let things snowball. So one thing becomes 10 things right. and I get through the <laughs> list and that's not a good place to be. Yeah. And then another great tip is schedule your time with God. Put a reminder in your phone. Like I said, find a place, but put it on your calendar. Somebody somebody says, hey, can you meet at seven o'clock? You're like, no, I got an appointment I got to keep, you know? Yeah. And that's just an easy way to remember like, oh, this is really important. I'm prioritizing it by putting it on my calendar. And we have some action steps for you, of course. Make sure you join our 14-day Bible reading plan. It's called Words Create Worlds to Strengthen You in Your Marriage. Yeah, and then also write down your own daily affirmation, your own daily declaration. We'll drop a link, like I said, down below so you can see what mine is, but what does maybe God have, you know, have for you? What are you struggling with? And speak those promises, speak that truth over your life, no matter what anybody else would say. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, if this episode was helpful for you, would you do us a favor and rate this podcast and leave us a review? Also, we would love to hear from you. So if you wrote your own daily affirmation, shout us out on YouTube, post it in your stories and tag us at Live with Five Podcast. Or maybe there's a verse that's been helping you this week. Let us know about that as well. But we hope to see you again next time.